everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is the Coffee and Capes podcast. And John and I are two enthusiasts who enjoy drinking coffee and love talking about geek culture. That's very true. We do. And like every week, that hasn't changed. It has not changed. No. And I don't see it changing anytime in the near future. I think we've said that before already. I, I think so too. Yeah. Our audience definitely knows. Like, yes. Yeah, we get it. Yes. <laughs> we enjoy these things and we hope you do too. And um, you found us in some way or another. Uh, so we're glad that you have. Hi. Thanks for, for joining us. Um, John, tell the people all the different ways they can find us and connect with us and Absolutely. comment and all the things. Yeah. So guys, uh, obviously if you're, if you're listening to us or you're watching us, you found us on one, uh, one channel, but, um, you know, we're on YouTube, which is where you can see our faces. Hi. Hey everybody. Uh, we're also on Spotify podcasts. We're on iTunes podcasts, uh, Stitcher. We've got RSS feed, all the, all the podcast distribution networks and channels. So tell your friends, um, and then as far as social media, we have a, a Twitter page, we've got Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, which is really Instagram and, and Facebook seem to be where we interact with uh, listeners the most. So feel free to leave comments there about episodes and your thoughts. And then uh, if you want to send us like something that's a little bit longer, more detailed, uh, you can email us at supers at coffee and capes dot com that's coffee the letter n capes.com and then uh we have a website that'll be launching at some time in the not too distant but a little bit off future uh it's being worked middle on. future how about the middle future middle future yes middle future yep. it's very very undefined and it can mean whatever we want it to mean and whenever it launches that's yes <laughs> we've succeeded in launching it in the middle future very true very true uh so with that dave uh, as the name implies, we like our coffee. What are you drinking today? I do like our coffee. I am still enjoying uh, some caribou blend. Uh, still the, making our way through that bag uh, of, of coffee from last week. So uh, love me some caribou. Um, there are no more caribou stores around me, which makes me sad, but uh, I enjoy getting it from the grocery store once in a while. And uh, but we'll do it again. I did send you a picture from the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport where there were multiple caribou coffee shops in the airport. By the way, uh, shout out to Minneapolis-St. Paul airport. That's a phenomenal airport. Like it's big too. Like we, we hiked around the airport during our layover. It's a beautiful airport. Yeah, it's um, probably been 10 years since I was there, but uh, I know that uh, Minnesota is the headquarters for caribou. And so that you can get multiple caribou and, and nearby. So uh, I've got family in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, hi, Mark. Hi, Steve. Uh, if you're listening, I hope you are. Um, and uh, when I've been there in the last, well, the re most recently when I've been there, I've been able to find some caribou there as well. So if you're in South Dakota, consider yourself blessed that you get to have some caribou coffee. Fair enough. Um, today, I am enjoying a, copy, a cup of Wide Awake coffee. Mm. Uh, that is an eagle, by the way. Oh, um, yeah. I thought it was an owl at first. Yeah. But now so I can see that it's an eagle. Like the big eyes. There's a lion like an owl, on the but... back. They, they okay. all just have like the bug eyes going on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Wide Awake coffee. This is a Seattle style dark. It says smoky, smooth, and heavy bodied. Very bold. It's good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, as always, I've got my uh, my creamer in here because I do enjoy a little little creamer in my coffee. And uh, I know, and a coffee bomb. I've got my coffee bomb from yeah, Lady Bird bomb. Provisions Coffee Bomb. So thanks, uh, thanks Nicole and Sarah for making such a great product that I enjoy. Yay, we love them. Yes, and we product. do. So last uh, last week we instant instituted a new segment that we're calling fan fiction where we uh interact with some of your comments um yeah what do you got for us for to for today for fan fiction John? uh yeah this one actually so this is uh, a comment from a couple people it's a thread that comes off of episode 12 the strongest there is um you guys like just so everybody knows we have other episodes you can go backwards in the catalog and listen to some of our earlier stuff I think we've gotten better as time has gone on. For sure. We've, 
we kind of iron things out like the first couple episodes you could tell also dave was nice enough to get us microphones yeah we so, upgraded our equipment that really helped the sound part that helped a ton yeah we yeah. don't sound like we're 10 men in a tunnel somewhere right so around uh, episode six or seven i think we upgraded equipment and yeah sound, definitely so. sounds better so if you go to those earlier ones which we hope you do because they were still fun yeah they're still fun. uh you know just uh, be ready for some lesser sound quality there <laughs> there you go um so this this is a uh, a couple of comments actually and uh so my friend adam uh under the uh moniker adam entirely on instagram uh on the strongest there is states once magic and such gets involved then superman's superness gets a bit useless i think scarlet witch puts him in a in the corner crying about his mom or if she snaps a la house of m then he's gone altogether. and the mm. response uh one of the responses to that or a reply to that came from rando space not living dead 82 and he said same goes for hulk i mean scarlet witch is stupid overpowered she once whispered no more mutants and pow she's like the living version of the infinity gauntlet oh um which was an interesting take on that i thought that so is. like really really cool uh really cool take on that and dave right before we started this you made a comment about her in endgame yeah so uh to celebrate new year's eve uh my family and i we watched endgame uh my son found a thing where if you start the movie at 9 29 and 30 seconds you'll get to uh oh spoiler alert you'll get to tony <laughs> if anybody listening to this needs a spoiler alert for that movie right. it's two yeah. years old uh you'll get to the moment when tony stark gets the snap right at midnight and it worked out. It was super fun and cool. Um, and I was reminded just how darn much I like that movie and how good it is. Um, but uh, the point being, we we're as we were watching it and then a little talking afterwards, man, Scarlet Witch was like moments away from killing Thanos all by herself. Yeah. And which is kind of ridiculous, but also kind of terrifying. And I don't disagree with the... Which guy was it? Which commenter was it? Space Adam not. or the other one that said she's stupid OP? It's it's. I, I think there's some truth to that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, she has a history in the comics of uh, essentially just laying waste to reality. Yeah. Right. And so, and we saw that. Yeah, I agree with you. In Endgame, she almost takes him out until he calls to rain fire wow. down on everybody and the ship starts firing on everyone yeah. you know even when they were like well, what about our people it's like just doesn't matter do it care. now right like, yeah. yeah just do it now um so yeah i i agree uh, i think scarlet witch and we we were talking about this the other day we didn't really touch a whole lot on some of the other like kind of power sets we floated into a lot of like strength like omni-man hulk superman those kinds of things without really touching like Scarlet Witch a whole lot or any of those folks who yeah. could possibly, you know, shut one of those guys down um, by getting into their head. So, yeah, I mean, they, fair, we were talking mostly, I think we were focusing mostly in that episode on physical strength rather than the power set. But yeah. it's, I mean, that's just as much a fun conversation as. as yeah, I think that one. that ends up being an episode we've got to, we get yeah. to dive into. Um but the magic, all the magic users in the comic universe are unpredictably powerful. Yeah, I, yeah, for sure. So. And I do think there's a there's a thread in the throughout Scarlet Witch's character arc in comics where she's not always able to control it. Like yes. there is a sense where she's super powerful and not always in control of all of that. Right. Which it's chaos magic. Right. Which exactly. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Be That's interesting. A great comment, though. Yeah. Yeah. Great comment from Adam. Great response from uh, Space Knot. Um, and excited to see, you know, her turn in the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yes. Right. Because that looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, but if you're watching us, um, so thanks for the comments, by the way, guys. Please go back and listen to some of the older episodes. Leave your comments and uh, we'll, we'll read something online. Yeah. Uh, but it's one we appreciate you yeah if you're uh if you're watching this you and you see our background as usual there's a hint to what we're discussing in the background so dave today we're uh we're reviewing we're reacting to matrix resurrections 
Yes. Which uh, we were able to watch together uh, last week, which was fun. Yeah. It was um, cool. Yeah. While well, we were had some time in the same physical play space, which was uh, a little treat. Um, that's great. Yeah. So we uh, we did not see it on the big screen. So I guess that's important to name uh, from the beginning that maybe that will affect how we how we reacted to it. We, we watched it on my TV. Um, and to be fair, we kind of got interrupted a few different times. It was a little we start. Did. We start got interrupted stop. a few times. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but Matrix, so let's react to, to Matrix. I will say, you know, back in 99, when the first Matrix came out, like um, most people I see in 99, I would have been, what, like 28 years old or something. So, uh, man, it was right up my alley. Like like most folks our age and other ages too, but most folks our age, my goodness, did I love the original Matrix and did it blow blow my mind. Yeah. Um and and had a significant impact on Halloween costumes for a while. <laughs> for sure. Yes. And a significant impact on movies. I mean, the whole bullet time thing became de rigueur in in movies, in action movies, uh and video that. games. Yes. Action movies, video games, yeah. like you, you name it. Like they they really like the Wachowski's like really when they hit on that made us like had a significant impact on like kind of geek culture and effects yeah um and and rightfully so it was something we'd never seen before it was super cool to you know see neo like do the whole right yeah exactly right yes. you know yeah. that whole thing like we well, all and it, we all and it gave us a chance to see keanu reeves in a different way yeah like i mean i guess i haven't looked up his whole you know where it falls in his movie arc but in his movie career but you know was he really an action star before that well Maybe yeah i mean by then hint. he had he had done speed and no, he had done point, break. point break sure yeah um but this was this was different i yeah. feel like you know right. this there was a different feel to this and it was a trilogy right yeah that's um, what they say yeah, and so you know, without diving too deep into the trilogy, right? Uh, I think we we need to jump into this one. But yeah. you know, the first one was insanely popular; was groundbreaking. I think everybody can go back and watch it and think, "Yeah, this was this was phenomenal." Yeah. Uh, the second one, little less so than the yes. first one, yeah. and then the third one was uh, kind of universally viewed as like meh yeah right to so, be honest i don't remember much about two and three i know i saw them in the theater at the time right i i don't know that i could tell you much about them i don't know that i've seen them since yeah like i i have very little memory of two and three other than being under underwhelmed by them yeah you before know, i man. knew that was our our rating system i would say i was uh, <laughs> 2003 right. version of me was underwhelmed by them yeah um and yeah, you know, I, I still enjoyed them. I, I don't know that I was underwhelmed by the second one. I wasn't uh, like the first one I was clearly overwhelmed by. The The second one was kind of whelmed. The third one, I was somewhere in between underwhelmed and whelmed um, because I was like seeing how a trilogy rounds sure. out. Yeah. Um, and so, but then we got like this long gap. I didn't think we'd right. see another Matrix movie. We got a whole new series of movies from uh, Keanu Reeves and the John Wick series. Yeah. Which, so good. They're very entertaining. So good. So good. Um, and, you know, for a guy who does his own stunts and he's just come out and, you know, he's a great person. Like yes. everything about him. He's just a great human being. He's super kind to people. Like gave all of his stuntmen, like, you know gifts at the end of things like waits in line to get into his own rap parties like doesn't want to <laughs> cause it like just a, a, a humble human being right yeah um and if all this feels like we're stalling talking about the actual movie you might not be wrong yeah i i think that we're we're setting it up to you know just because our honest opinion on this is well let's let's dive into the movie right sure. so what did you like record? about it resurrections what do you like about it so and i and we've talked about this a little bit i enjoyed the first part of this movie like 
I, I really did. It set some things up that I thought, whoa, this is going to like, this has potential to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the actress who played Colleen Wing in Iron Fist. I can't remember her name. Well, I'm here for you with that. Thanks Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick. Yep. Um, and then we got a, a new, like a revised Morpheus. Um, with uh, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, who yeah. was fantastic in uh, Watchmen. Yeah, like amazing in Watchmen. Yes, I did not see Candyman, but um, he was in that just recently too. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't watched that one either. But um, so we had, you know, they were setting some things up. They had, uh, there were some cool reveals in the beginning. Neil Patrick Harris is in it yes. as uh, as the analyst, like Neo's analyst. Some very, very blue glasses. Yeah, there. So I do want to say I enjoyed the fact that they color tinted a lot of Neo's world. In man, it's funny we're both wearing like blue shirts or blue <laughs> hoodies, but they t- they color tinted a lot of his world in blue. Yeah, right before his kind of awakening, I guess we could say. Right to which we th- interpret as an indication that he's kind of swallowed the blue pill again, that he's back in the. In the make up world of matrix he's in the world of the matrix yeah he's he's plugged back into the matrix and then um you know but it's it's very like his life is very different yes uh in the matrix this time around i actually really liked that setup mm-hmm. i thought that was really pretty darn clever that what have they done to get him back well they've they've made him and oh gosh we forgot our always uh our our Coffin Capes <laughs> podcast uh, spoiler um, <clears throat> rule, which is we're going to spoil everything. So yeah, if yeah. you haven't seen the movie and want to maintain spoiler free, then you need to pause us right now. Yes. Yeah, or now. maybe stop. five minutes ago. Like, I'm not sure. But, uh, <laughs> At some point. At some point, you should <laughs> yes. have stopped. Like, yes. Come back when you've seen it, because otherwise we're going to maybe ruin things for you. But um, and if you did that and you're back, welcome back. We're glad to have you back. Uh, so. Neo's back in the Matrix. Thomas Anderson, Mr. Anderson, is back, Mr. In, Anderson. is back in the Matrix. And I love the setup with that. Like, oh, he created a video game that was a trilogy of games in the Matrix. And just the, like, the, it was so meta. And I thought clever and fun and everything they did with that. Uh, and the office and the office politics. And oh my gosh, here's the dude. Like, the creator dude and he goes to get coffee and everybody's just and you got the one sick fan guy who's always preening like hanging, like, hanging out I'm yeah just exactly like your biggest fan and uh-huh. oh, changed my life yeah that guy right. uh, like everything about that i thought was a really interesting clever setup yeah i i, I agree with you the other piece that i really liked was the way they brought agent smith back in now granted uh they didn't bring back the original agent smith to play himself again uh, apparently there was conversation around it but they opted not to go that route and they brought in uh an actor who if you've ever seen the show mind hunter um is in mind hunter he's in some other stuff as well dave jonathan you... groff right was, jonathan groff he was and, uh, uh he's king george in the original hamilton right king george um, in the original hamilton he he's a great actor Lee. yeah um, he was he was to me also like one of the highlight roles in the in the movie. So, you know, they had a clever way to bring Morpheus in. Yes, right uh, as a as a program that Neo wrote to try and um, I, I I don't know if he was trying to determine what was real again and what wasn't. Uh, that really wasn't clear, like why he right. was playing around with that old matrix code yeah the module didn't they call it or something uh no modal modal sorry yes modal. Modal. yeah um and you know what all that meant i don't know no so but when they brought when they brought neo and and smith together right it was interesting how they interacted in that dynamic because neo was the greatest you know according to the movie he was the greatest game programmer of all time you know the celebrity in the yeah. world yeah um and then agent smith was unaware that he was agent smith which was an interesting spin that they took this important character this important program from the matrix that had such a significant tie-in with neo and made him like 
Neo's boss and kind of like partner-ish in the company that creates video games. Yeah. Right. And they were working on a new game called Binary, which uh, as the movie goes on, kind of had a tie-in somewhere and, and you kind of get it. But um, I liked the like setup relationship they had between between those two. Yeah. Um, especially when Morpheus finally kind of has his awakening and goes to get Neo. And all of a sudden there's a massive shootout, which we knew was coming. Right. Um, and Neo's trying to run away and Agent Smith has his like, that that moment to me, so this is definitely a, like one of those spoiler moments, right? That That moment where he looks down and sees the desert eagle which was his preferred like weapon in all the matrix yeah. movies yeah and kind of you see him just have that like well this is interesting and reaches down and picks it up and you see his big shout out to the uh, to goff groff groff um big shout out to groff for his facial turn mm-hmm. like he went from this just kind of like mm-hmm, very like you know, professional, like kind of younger professional looking dude. And his face just did this like really interesting like twist. Right. Yeah. And picks up the gun. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. How I've missed you. Yeah. And start squeezing off shots and you're like, right. Oh, um, but that's also like one of the first times they did that uh, kind of character flip for a second yes. and showed footage from an old movie right 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 so you got a little shot of uh the original agent smith yes. so you knew who who we were looking at right at that point yeah um it was interesting all- that after that like you know old, old agent smith um called him mr anderson all the time mr anderson mr anderson and this and uh jonathan groff's character was usually called him thomas yes yeah Which usually called him thomas kind of made was- made it his own you know his own version of of agent smith then and kind of maybe tying into the familiarity that they had as in this world of where yeah. they're partner business partners yeah where it, like their relationship has evolved yeah right they went from being purely adversarial to having a more linked like relationship you know yeah um neo is is portrayed as having been a, a suicide survivor which is why he goes and sees uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, which is known as the analyst. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a moment where he and uh, Agent Smith are, are talking and Agent Smith's like, how are you? Are we doing okay? Like, and it wasn't an attempt. It didn't feel like an attempt to keep Neo engaged in the matrix it genuinely felt like a business Mm. partner concerned about the other one yeah and so i think that you're right there was that level of familiarity that they had evolved to where there was a different level of like respect care um maybe appreciation for the change that neo sparked yeah in uh in smith yeah for sure i was wondering this too just thinking about it as we're talking about it is it possible that uh and how do you how do you say the director's name uh Lana, what, what wachowski wachowski yeah um <laughs> um i'm having visions of monsters inc at the moment when i try to say that uh um wachowski. Yeah. <laughs> uh is there something maybe being said here about how violence changes us hmm. in the sense that you know smith is himself until and then as you said he picks up the gun and yeah there's definitely this connection to the you know the the previous version but also is it something about the act of violence that i don't know i don't want to say brings out the worst in him but brings out this other side of him that is violent i don't know i just just something that hit me just right now as we're as I'm picturing that scene. Maybe, right? That, uh, it's possible, and, and you know, it's totally possible. But then there, then you know, to to kind of move past this, I guess yeah. a little bit, um, we get the Trinity gets introduced. Yeah, 
right? As Tiffany. Mm -hmm. And with the family know, and that whole thing. And oh my gosh, their chemistry, the chemistry between Keanu and, and Carrie Ann Moss is, yeah, is still, really strong. Yes. Still strong, right? Yeah. It was strong in the first series. It's still strong. Like kudos to those two for their on screen chemistry. That's probably yeah. one of the best things of the movie. Yeah. For sure. Was their continued like, and the softness that approached it this time, um, that is something that tracks with age, mm, right? Yeah. It's a little bit more gentle, like not as fiery, yeah. but that like haunting, familiar feeling, longing, you know, clearly there's some longing on Neo's part and he doesn't understand why. Yeah. Um, and so that, that first part of the movie, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it. And it set up a lot of things. Now it did some things I didn't like. We talked about the self-deprecating humor being done to a level that was off-putting. Yeah. It was a little, maybe a little too self-aware in moments. Like it kind of takes you out of the story a little bit. I mean, it's, I appreciate a wink or two, but not like a constant, you're not winking at me so much that I think you've got like a, a twitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Think, there is definitely I, some points. I, I think I think it was pretty darn close to like Twitch territory as opposed to just a, a fun little wink or nod. Yeah, yeah. There there was a I think there was a the first time it happened, we both chuckled. Yeah. And we were like, oh hey, look, you know, that's funny. And then they kept going with it and it lost its shine. Yeah. And you're it was just like, okay, now it's distracting. Yeah. Now it's overdone. Right. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it made it less fun because it's overdone right it's like trying to like you sit down and there's this delicious cake in front of you and you have a small slice and you're like oh this is great and then they're like keep eating and you're like i don't want to keep eating like this little piece was fine they're like keep eating and you keep eating and like fun turns into like not so great anymore you and i have a different relationship with cake i'm not sure, <laughs> I'm not sure that would turn to less fun for me uh, i think if you ate half of a giant cake you probably wouldn't feel good you're probably right, right. yeah so uh there there was that piece that like was kind of eh. and then there's a bunch of different things that lead to like neo's awakening um i still enjoyed so Neil Patrick Harris is one of my favorite like people to have in anything. Um, sure, he's great. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. If we think about his evolution from Doogie Howser, uh, <laughs> you know, into playing himself in like the Harold and Kumar movies mm -hmm. to a uh, little known thing. I don't know how many people out there have seen uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, which if you've never seen it, so good. So good. Uh, Nathan Fillion's in it. Uh, directed by Joss Whedon like it's just brilliant but Neil Patrick Harris is is super talented very funny um great actor and he did not disappoint in this movie to me no he did not and yet despite how friendly he is in most of his roles despite how you know he's he's a guy who sings and sings well and dances and all the things he to me succeeds in being menacing here as well yeah like you wouldn't think he would be right Right. You just wouldn't think he would be menacing, but he's so good at being disarming and oh, cerebral. Yeah. yeah. That when he right. goes, when he goes to, when he makes the, when he, when he makes the heel turn, you're a little caught off guard because he's, that's a good word, disarming. He's, he, he's, he's kept you, uh, he's made you so comfortable around him. Yeah, which is what he's done with with Neo the whole time, right? And he's right. like, when Neo's like, am I crazy? And he's like, we don't use that word here. <laughs> yeah. And he's just so soft. And like, yeah. you know, he comes across very much like a, a therapist because that's what he's acting like to, right. to Neo, yeah. right? Yeah. Although Neo refers to him as an analyst, as his analyst. Yeah. He doesn't refer to him as his therapist. Correct. He's like, I pay my analyst a lot of money to answer those questions. Yeah. Um, and it was interesting how they set him up as the heel because he was so like caring and gentle with Neo and very you different. You expect him to be the big bad. Right. You didn't expect, you knew like there was a, he was there, but yeah, yeah. you didn't expect him to be the one that's yeah. until Smith tells him, right? Was it right. Smith? That yeah. was, Smith told him, he's like, you're not ready for him. 
Hmm. Okay, I don't think I remember that part. I think that I, I think it was. Him. I believe you. I just I don't know if I remember that. Somebody part. says that okay. to him. Yeah, I think in the second half of the movie, it kind of goes off the rails a little bit, like yeah. trying to explain all the ways that oh, we're in the quote real world uh, and jacking into the matrix and 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 turning it off in the whole like major uh, finale part about well the one I mean I do like the, the the world where they're trying to live machine and human together like that's great really nice as an idea yeah. yeah. That was great. And and should be the goal, right? If you mm. if there's a larger message to this movie, like I mean it's simplified and and cliche to say, well, can't we all just get along? But there's a part of that. Like stop yeah. stop othering people who aren't like you. Like if we could if we could take that message uh throughout our country and throughout our world, we would be much, much better off. Yeah. It was a nice message. But the whole plot points about like the machine comes and and we get the like the personification of the machine in the matrix. And then she's going to like the whole thing about we're going to release Trinity, but going to put bugs in and then take bugs out. Like I, none of that made any sense to me. Yeah. Uh, bugs, the by the it. way, as a character, they weren't talking about actually putting bugs into something like, but. Um, Again, kind of, uh, that's a wink that goes into kind of Twitch territory. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. It's like so self-aware. Yeah. That, um. And, and agreed, right? It, it just... Like, I didn't understand what was happening or why. It went so far off into just... It got messy, yeah. I feel, is, like, what happened, right? Yeah. And, like, all of a sudden, they had a really nice cadence through the first part of the movie with Neo kind of waking up and introducing Trinity and those two not knowing each other. Right. And, you know smith becoming aware and morpheus and they had like a nice little cadence going on um and then they were like okay we got to speed this up like <laughs> right. so let's start let's just start throwing spaghetti at the wall and <laughs> and running with whatever sticks and and that's kind of how it felt like it right. felt like it just got messy towards the end and somewhere uh, along the line everybody got stormtrooper aim <laughs> like nobody could hit anybody to do anything <laughs> Yeah, we repeated a lot of, uh, this was one of the things that I thought was really uh, kind of like too much of a callback. Like we got so many of the same moves. Yeah. Like the constant like cartwheeling in the air while you're shooting and all these, like, I was like, guys, we couldn't, we couldn't get a choreographer for the fight scenes that, you know, came up with something different. Like right. we're yeah, you know they're, can't, they're, that can't fly now, but he's got this like shield power thing apparently, which was never okay. discussed, right? right? Yeah, uh, you know. So, and then Trinity wakes up, right? Yeah. Um, and it and the binary thing, which I thought was actually clever, like was the probably the most clever that that ran through the entire movie was they introduced Neo was working on a new game called Binary. Yeah. And then we find out that Neo and Trinity together, right, um, are like the Powering most, the Matrix. Are yeah. powering the Matrix because they're just like the level of energy that they yeah. create by being in proximity to one yeah. another, yeah. right? They didn't want them to actually come together because that changes it. Um, it's too much power at that point in time. It's yeah. too destructive to the Matrix. Um and so I thought it was the binary thing, right, was was kind of a nice play throughout everything. Sure. But, and again, if that's the message, you know, if it's just another way of putting on screen the is it Margaret Mead, the, the whole, you know, never doubt the power of a small group of people to change the world because it's the only thing that ever has like mm -hmm. that. Maybe there's something to that there. But I wasn't thinking about that when I was watching the movie. Like if it's if that's supposed to be the message. Uh, well, it came to me now a week later or whatever, but. Right. I just in the midst of it, I'm just like, okay, I like these two characters. I want them to succeed or whatever, but what is this mess that's going on around them? Yeah. It, it... And then we lost Agent Smith for a while, who I thought was a, a really well done, like, and super interesting and compelling potential of a character. Yeah. And he shows back up. Yep. Right. He shows back up and the exact right time, <laughs> the exact right time. And, and like, 
helps take down the analyst and, you know, helps Neo and helps Trinity. And then, you know, when that yeah. the whole fight scene is done, uh, drops his gun and says our uh, unexpected alliance has ended. Yeah, our unexpected alliance. Again, way too self-aware there. Right. <laughs> unexpected alliance thing. But it's, you know, he like became a, to me, like became a wasted character in the second half of the, of the movie. Um, especially for as strong as they kept hinting at the relationship between he and he and uh, Neo was. Yeah. And they like, seem to want, like they try to explain it that, you know, Andrew or uh, Smith wants something else wants Neo gone Cause then he can recreate the old matrix again or something, but that thread sort of got dropped right. somewhere along the line. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of, so and I think we've talked about this before. Like I, I, um, I attended a master's program and completed a master's program in creative writing for film at Full Sail University out of Florida, which uh, big shout out to them. Fantastic program. Absolutely loved that program. Um, and I learned a great deal. And one of the things you get to talk about is you talk about movies like we're doing now, yeah. but you're looking at what's good, what's bad, what makes a good movie, yeah. where does it fall apart? The first Matrix was a movie that we studied in being kind of one of those that was a good example of like a phenomenal script from beginning to end, did a really nice job of exploration and reveal and everything else and following kind of the act rule. This one I felt like started a bunch of different threads and then just snipped them because they're, they maybe realized they didn't have enough time, uh, enough bandwidth to squeeze it all in. Right. Um, yeah. And there were some random threads they took. And you didn't remember the Frenchman? No, uh, not at all. But you hadn't, you, you told me like you hadn't seen two or three in ages. Ages. Maybe, right? maybe since they came out, maybe 03 or, you know, a year or something later. Right. Um, and he was one of those that, from a from a screenplay writing aspect if you're looking at it strictly from a story plot it, it just was kind of a wasted moment like yeah he never shows the, up again does he it doesn't it doesn't didn't lead to anything it's a little callback to stuff but didn't go anywhere i think that's where it fell apart for me too many callbacks that never went anywhere okay here's my attempt to redeem it is that is that a is that a a commentary on nostalgia like i think there's a lot going on in our country right now in the world where because we're, we're so trapped in this idea of nostalgia, but it doesn't really, but that's ultimately a dead end. Maybe that's a lesson, but man, that feels like I'm that's giving the movie an awful lot of credit that <laughs> I'm not feel, sure that I'm not sure it's deserved. I love earned, you, my friend, I say. but I feel like earned. that might be a reach. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's a nice way to look at it and try to find a redeeming factor in it. But if I'm, if I'm looking at it from just strictly like, where did it go? How did it do in the context of the film in and of itself? It, it felt like it tried to, it suffered from this desire to bring awareness to its own past iterations yeah, and somehow use it to tie into a new system and series. And it just didn't really work. Which is maybe what a resurrection is, you know, in the sense of obviously, you know, in my day job, I'm a, I'm a pastor in the United Methodist Church, and we talk some about resurrection. It's kind of a big deal. Um, and maybe some of what you just said is what happens is like there's a callback to what's been before, and, and, and but yet becomes something new. I'm not sure how well that transformation ever quite happened. Yeah, I... Trinity was cool. Like, and, and then all of a sudden, just ex at the exact right moment, Trinity's got the powers, which is great. I'm happy for her to have powers. That's awesome. And it's fun for the two of them to be now a binary, to be to be yes, a couple, a, a duology or something, like to 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 be connected to each other and and have uh, to be co-equals. That's what I want to say. To be like co-equals in this world. That's great. So, How did that happen? How did they earn that? Right. Like it's it didn't there, feel there's earned. a lot that wasn't earned. Yeah. And and here's the thing is like I agree with you. I actually thought the, the last scene of the movie where they go and rip part of the building off from Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. And then Trinity starts 
she kicks his butt and then does a snap and like fixes him and yeah. then does it yeah. again and snaps and fixes yeah. him. And the interaction between Neo and Trinity about like creating rainbows in the sky. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'd be nice. Like we should do that. Like that to me, I liked that scene, but it felt like it wasn't earned. Yeah. To me. And I felt like we, we didn't get enough payoff so in the very first matrix let's go back to the very first matrix before we ever got ultra powered neo mm -hmm. a lot happened he yes. earned that through right. his art right. right right there was the self-doubt there were all these other things that took place that led to him being kind of the superman of the matrix yes right yeah now taking into account we've had three matrix movies prior to this one and we've seen trinity prior to this one we have never though seen trinity power up in any way shape or form in the prior three movies and so for me like i wanted to see more of her yeah. to get the payoff at the end of yeah. her having that power and we we got so much neo to get him back to where he was i feel like if i was going to do this movie series if i was suddenly in charge <laughs> yeah if i was going to do this movie series the way that they had started it i would have followed that through to the end and then had a hint at the end of trinity awakening to this greater power and then done mm -hmm. a second one that puts the focus on her yeah right and bringing her to that level. And then you get to do a third if you want to do another one after that, that shows the two of them like fighting and re rewriting the matrix. That's, and maybe, maybe they're, I don't know what they're going to do. I doubt they're going to have enough juice behind this one to do another one. And I don't right. know that there's enough positive fan reaction to it. Well, and why are they just rewriting the matrix? Doesn't that just mean they're leaving all of these humans in those pods? Yes. Yeah, they're all stuck what? in the pods. What? What? How is that a tenable solution? I don't. <laughs> I, don't I don't. I don't understand. So, but guys, we talk about often. I, I just want to kind of pause this really quick. We talk often about like, uh, this is just an opinion. We're sure. just an opinion. And we have a very like we're conf I'm confused by what they did here. I I thought a lot didn't pay off. Um, there are a lot of missed opportunities but this is just our opinion and if you loved the movie please share with us like what you loved it like yeah, why you absolutely. loved it yeah. and if you didn't like it like share with us that too like our our opinion of this uh is not the be all to end all um you know so it's like please don't take it that way and don't let this taint your thoughts on going to see it like go see it whether you have HBO Max, which is what we watched it on, or you choose to go see it at the movie theater, go see it. I tried to watch it a second time um, because I thought maybe the interruptions that we had, mm -hmm. right, had an impact on that. I fell asleep. Um, the second time? The second time, yeah. Fell asleep. Yeah. Rachel yeah. fell asleep. Um, you know, we both kind of, in the same, before I yeah. fell asleep, it was the same thing. Really, really enjoying that first part. And then it started to do its switch over. And I was like, mm, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. Yeah. So in our, yeah, absolutely. All of that, like have your own opinion. Of course you should. That's the beauty of geek culture is that we can uh, all watch the same stuff and have widely variant reactions to it. And if, man, if this movie was your jam, I'm super happy for you because I wanted I'd love to, to know why. Jam. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'd love to, yes. I'd love to know your opinion. Yes. I want to know Absolutely. if this was your jam, like why was it your jam? What yeah. did you, what are, love we, missing? About it? Yeah. Yeah. What are we what missing? Yeah. What are we missing that, that's, that makes it fantastic for you. So in our newly patented, not officially actually patented at all, but in our, our, uh, our coffee and capes rating system of overwhelmed, whelmed or underwhelmed, John, what'd you give matrix resurrections? Um, because I enjoyed the first half, right? And then in the second half, it just felt like it kind of fell apart. I'm going to go, I'm, this is probably the first one I've done this way, but I'm in between whelmed and underwhelmed. Like depending on which half of the movie I'm looking at, right? I, I'd have to go in between whelmed and underwhelmed. Like despite liking the first half of the movie, 
there were still some things I like we talked about like the the too long of a nod towards the wink that turned into a twitch like you said I like that um, and a couple other items in there that I was like me um, and then the second half of the movie that had a couple bright spots but for the most part was me I would I would have to put this like between whelmed and underwhelmed yeah I want to say the same thing. Uh, that feels like a little bit of cheating that we've created a three-tiered system and then we just just added a whole new tier. Guess what? It's our system. We get to change it as necessary. Yeah. So totally. It's somewhere between a whelmed minus and an underwhelmed plus, I guess. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> it did just, you know what just hit me as I was saying, like I said, oh, what'd you give Matrix Resurrections? And I, I had a moment of doubt, like, is it Resurrections plural or, or Resurrection? And I looked. It is officially Resurrections plural, so maybe there's something there about how well Trinity, like she did, just have that moment where she just woke up, like she became suddenly aware of who right. she was and her abilities. I guess, I suppose. but it still just didn't feel earned. Yeah. So I didn't hate this movie. I just didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Yeah. And I'll say again, did I say this last week? I might have said this last week when talking about Hawkeye. I think anything that's coming out right about now is going to suffer from the spider-man no way home problem because no way home is so damn good yeah that everything else is going to feel a little less a little lesser in comparison yeah i i agree with you like there's there's just not an opportunity in the immediate future for anybody to come in and knock our socks off uh in, in a film or a show really i mean even in, and we haven't talked about about it we usually don't talk about shows until they're done with their run um but even the the book of boba fett mm -hmm. right is it's it's gonna suffer from the same problem or potentially i don't know yet potentially seen the one right? episode, it, but yeah it, yeah it could potentially suffer from the same issue is that spider-man no way home is they're on that same tier as Avengers Endgame in terms of like emotional roller coaster and just everything that paid off so well. You can't like if Matrix Resurrections came out before No Way Home, maybe a little bit more like, hey, cool. But yeah, anything that comes out now uh, around it is is going to have a tough time. It's like uh, you know putting Justice League out after Infinity War. Oh. Right. Yeah. Granted. That's not, we don't need to go down that road. <laughs> no, we're not going to go down that road. Uh, um, I guess my final thought would be, I enjoyed the performances. Like I'm looking at all the actors yeah, totally. on, like on my, you know, my background right now and Keanu Reeves and Carrie on Moss and Yaha Abdul-Mateen second and uh, Jessica Hed Henwick. And the two we mentioned, Jonathan Groff and Neil Patrick Harris. I'm honestly not quite sure who the other person is behind there. Um, I don't know either. Which one is that? That's not that's not Christina Rishi back there, is it? I no, uh -uh, but she was in it. It was funny. It was one of the other people. For like a anyway, heartbeat. I can't. Yeah, I can't find the who that was. Like the performance. Wasn't wise. A, yeah, performance wise, terrific. I just and enjoyable. Yeah, and there was like I didn't feel anybody was bad. It just the this. I'm gonna blame this one on the script that it just didn't. It as you said, it just couldn't. It couldn't tie all the threads together and. Uh, got out over its skis maybe a little bit and uh, yeah but it, you know and i'll agree with you like you said i, I loved the acting like yeah. the performances from everybody um were the new characters they created to bring them in like i i really like that yeah they were great um so so that's that's kind of the matrix resurrections uh guys if you uh from our opinion yeah from our opinion like we'd love to hear your thoughts on it and if you yep. give us your thoughts in social media or you send us your thoughts on uh you know, in an email, you know, we'll, we'll read something of yours in the fan fiction segment. You too could end up in the fan fiction segment. And man, wouldn't your life be complete if you ended up in the coffee and cakes <laughs> fan fiction segment? Um, yeah, you know, probably not. I don't know. Maybe, no, probably maybe not. Is, I hope not. I hope you have bigger designs yeah, on your life. Bigger than plans that. for your life. But, you know, to that point too, guys, uh, if you do send over an idea, we, we genuinely are like, open to like having conversations about topics you want to talk about absolutely um and before we before we wrap i mentioned earlier i wanted to give kind of a little shout out to a business um so graham cracker comics 
which has locations both by Dave and it turns out out here by me. Um, We stopped in there yesterday. Uh, I got some comics. I was pretty excited. Got a new comic box. But I want to give them a shout out for the way that they uh, handled a situation. There was a family in there and their little kids knocked over a display like you heard it crash this is you know if you're a comic book collector or a collectibles person like you're in a store flipping through comic books and you hear a crash like i think everybody's like heart skips a beat right oh no so much money could be lost right now um and i think a, a very understandable and real reaction from somebody working in the store would have been different but kudos to the young lady working at Graham Cracker Comics, whose first question when the father started apologizing profusely was, well, first things first, are the kids okay? Like, little, little win uh, for humanity in that moment. Thank you very much. Yeah, total win for humanity in that moment. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, you guys have my business for life because of that right there. That and I was able to find some cool comics. It <laughs> does help. They are great. Like the local shop by me is fantastic and all the people that run it. And Mike, who's the manager there, is, is a funny and great guy and fun to talk and to. Gary's, and Gary Gary's there now too, right? Yeah, yeah our friend Gary works there too. So. Hey, Gary. Yeah. Hi, Gary. Thanks for, thanks for, thanks, Graham Kecker Comics, for keeping us in all the good, geeky goodness. Yeah. All right. All right, folks, have a great new year. Happy new year. Oh, gosh. Hey, happy new year. We got to the entire end of this thing and didn't say happy new year. Because Happy new year. Happy 2022. 2022. Yeah. yeah. And remember, 2022 doesn't mean it's 2022. <laughs> Part two. It's, it's yeah. its own year. Yeah. Celebrate it as such. Let's, let's make it a, a, a better year. Let's do yeah, that. Have a great year. Sweet. Thanks, everybody, for, for watching and listening. And uh, until next time, true believers. Bye. Bye, guys.